Continuing our series, Building Faith. Building Faith. This is part two last week. Uh, we taught a message on the essentials of faith. We explored the foundation, the found, uh, fundamental principles of faith and how God works and how that if we want heaven to move, there are some things that we must understand. There are some, if you will, some rules or some guidelines about faith. And so we went into great de uh, detail last week to cover that. And so uh, if you weren't here, if you didn't get that message, then you can get it online. It's already uploaded. And then uh, we said that in subsequent weeks, we will continue. We will be spotlighting uh, some of those. We can't cover them all. Lord knows there's a whole lot of giants in the faith in Hebrews chapter 11. So we'll just cover a, a couple of few uh, for this month. And um, so today we're going to be focusing on Brother Noah. Uh, Hebrews chapter 11, as I said before, is I like to call it the hall of faith. Um, it's where it's where God just kind of gives us a summary and not in a whole lot of detail, but just a summary of how all those who went before us, how they were able to move heaven, how that through faith that they change their generation. And that whole chapter really was driving home the point of how important faith in God is. As we said last week, the Bible says that without faith, it's impossible to please God. So Hebrews chapter 11 then really kind of drives that point home. It is all about our faith. It just shall live by faith. We live, we breathe. Everything for us is about faith. So what are these great men and women that we hear about in the Bible? I just read about one, uh, Abraham. He believed God and he became the father of many nations because simply God said, Abraham, I want you to go. Abraham took a step. He went, not even knowing where he was going, but he obeyed God, and he became a father of many nations and the father of our faith. Sarah, for an example, uh, his wife, she believed God, and she became a mother in her old age. She was late into her 70s, I believe. Moses believed God, and he became a deliverer of his people who were in bondage to the Egyptians. So when we think about all those folks, they all are connected by one thing, and that is this thing called faith. So we're going to be talking about how Noah comes into play because uh, Hebrews chapter number 11 dedicates this one verse, but it's a power-packed verse because it really kind of explains how the Noah did something that was just absolutely amazing. We're going to cover that here this, moment, uh, this morning. But Noah was called during a time when God was was sort of angry with how things had begun to take shape. He had created the uh, earth. He had created man and the earth. He put uh, Adam and Eve in the garden. There was disobedience. Sin came into the picture. As a consequence of that, things got uh, worse and worse. Immorality began to just soar. There was a lot of murder. There was violence. The Bible says that the thought of the hearts and the intents of men were, were continuously evil. So much to the point that God decided that he was going to wipe the entire earth out. He said, I'm going to wipe it all out. But, but, but somebody found favor with God. And it's interesting that the somebody that we're talking about is Noah. Now, I, I want you to think about this for a moment. Because out of all the people of the earth at that time, that you mean tell me there's only one guy that found favor with God. And the guy that found favor with God had crazy faith. And we'll, we'll talk about that here in a moment. But before I get into it, I want to say this. Um, 
You know, the, the whole idea of uh, the, the judgment of God, which was a flood, and the whole idea of the ark is, is really irrelevant to salvation. And I believe like, Noah, like in Noah's day, we are in a day and time where there is evil all the time. I mean, it is growing leaps and bounds. And just like Noah was called in his generation to preach, in his generation to be a witness, in his generation to warn the people of the judgment of God, how I many know that we are called to do the same thing? Because what? The judgment of God is coming. And so the ark, of the, the, the ark is not a physical ark for us today, but the ark is that spiritual ark, or if you will, those who are in Christ. That is the ark of safety. So our job, like Noah, was to go out into the generation, and we're to preach by faith, right? We got we to preach by faith. We walk by faith, not by sight, just like Noah did. And we're to warn a generation of the coming judgment of God. Because how many know the judgment of God is coming? Jesus is coming back. And so we have been tasked with a responsibility not much different than what Noah was. And so what I, I think is appropriate then, knowing how Noah accomplished things and how he was coming up against this terrible judgment that was to happen and did happen, there are some things I believe that we can glean and we can learn about faith. Because here's the, here's the thing. You and I are walking in a dangerous time. We're living in a dangerous time. And if you don't believe that, then you, ha you haven't been paying attention. Because let me tell you right now, when, when you start walking with God, how many know God will start sharing some things with you? God will show you some things. See, the Bible says that, first of all, the Bible says that Noah was a righteous man. Now, get this. And Noah walked with God. This is Genesis 6, 9. This is the genealogy of Noah. Noah was a just man, perfect in his generation. And watch this, church. Noah walked with God. Say that with me. He walked with God. Say it again. He walked with God. Now, I want you to understand something. So when the Bible says that Noah walked with God, that simply meant that Noah and God was on the exact same Page. Remember, the Bible said that Enoch walked with God. And y'all know what happened with Enoch. Enoch was taken out of here because the walk was so good. But, but, but we, we need to walk with God. If we're really going to be able to be people of faith and understand uh, uh, what God is doing, we got to walk with God. There are a lot of people that want, listen to me. Y'all still listen to me. There's a lot of people that, that, that want great things to happen and they want to see God move. But, but see, that's born out of relationships. I want you to think a moment. Think, think about David. Think about, uh, 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 think about David. Think about Abraham. Think about Joshua. Think about Daniel. Think about the Apostle Paul. You really look at all of their lives. They all have one thing in common. Man, they walk with God. They actually love God. Paul even said in the New Testament, Paul says, he said, that I want to know him. He said, I want to know him. The power of his resurrection, that fellowship of his suffering. Paul's heart was that, that he just wanted to be with God. He wanted to walk with God. And, 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 and let, me, let, me, let me hasten and say this. Because think about it this way. How many know that there's no pressure to live like a Christian when you come to church? It's really no pressure to, to live like a Christian when we're amongst unbelievers. Where did the pressure normally come from? It's when you get out there. You follow what I'm saying? It's when you're out in the community. It's when you're at your workplace. It's when you're at the grocery store. It's when you're at the social function, wherever. That's where the pressure becomes because most of the folks that you are around, they are not like you and they don't believe like you believe. 
They don't believe. And so the pressure then, it, you know, is, is immense because you're at a point now where, where you know what you believe down on the inside, but then the enemy wants to intimidate you not to talk about what you believe because, and you know, what the, the biggest thing you say, well, well, you know, the enemy loves to do is say, well, you know, hey, you know, just, you know, if I ask, you know, if they ask me, then I'll tell them, but I just don't see that nowhere in the Bible. Y'all know, you, know, you read the Bible. Uh, they were uh, initiators. Everybody say initiate. Uh, they, were, they were very, very open about what they believed. But you're talking about pressure. Noah had some pressure. The Bible says, look at, this is Genesis chapter 6, verses 5 and 7. The Bible says, then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth. Now look at this. And that every intent of the thought of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord was sorry that he made man on the earth. And God's heart was broken. So the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I've created on the face of the earth, both man and beast, creeping thing, birds of the air, for I am sorry that I made man. Now I want you to understand something. The conditions that Noah was in, Noah was all by himself. Noah didn't have a bunch of folk where he can say, well, you know what, when things get really, really hard out here, I just go to church. You know, I just kind of hang out with my brothers and sisters at foundation or whatever church. You know, I'll, I'll just hang out, you know, I'll find a group. I'll go to my Bible study. You know, I got, you know, they believe. Like, I mean, Noah was all alone. There was nobody else talking about pressure. This is pressure. And so Noah was easily, he was sticking out. He was easily the weird one and talking about a target of the world. I mean, know that Noah was a target because the Bible says he was a preacher of righteousness. So we understand that Noah was a preacher of righteousness in a world where nobody walked with God. Nobody. Nobody. He had nowhere to go. He just, how many know that's crazy faith? You got to believe God. You got to stick with God. So that is what Noah did. And so building strong faith, I want you to understand this. So building strong faith begins with a relationship with God and a commitment to obey his word in spite of what everybody else around you is doing. See? That you got to... How many of y'all are comfortable with standing out? Come on. I, look at you. Look at y'all. I mean, how many of y'all are comfortable standing out for Jesus? You know, when the spotlight is on you, could you, are you comfortable with that? See, walking with God doesn't mean that we're necessarily perfect because you go on and read about Noah. Noah had his challenges. But what it means is that that we demonstrate a life that is vastly different than that of the world. And if we're going to be people of great faith, we got to be people that are committed to walking with God no matter what everybody else is doing. We can't be at a place in our lives where we're still thinking about, well, no, I don't really know, I'm not sure, let me think about this. How many know that the time for that is up? You can't, hesitators miss God all the time. You can't be hesitating. Either you're in or you're out. Either you're hot or you're cold. Jesus said, if you're lukewarm, he'll do what to you? Spit you out. So you got to make a decision. We got too many people, come on, y'all with me, say amen. We got too many people that go to church and haven't yet made a decision to walk with God. Just because you come to church on Sunday don't mean you're walking with God. All of, just because you're sitting, sitting in a seat doesn't mean that you are, in essence, walking with God. Walking with God has to do with your lifestyle. It has to do with you being not just very vocal with your words, but being very vocal with your lifestyle. How many of you know Noah was both? Noah was by, all by himself, and the Bible says Noah walked with God. And how many know, church, it won't easy for Noah to do what he was doing in his generation. 
You think it's hard today. How many of you think it's hard to walk with God? Come on. <laughs> imagine it, it like, imagine that you was a Noah and there was nobody. Think about how hard that would be. And yet, Noah did it. You see, when we walk with God, church, here's what we got to understand. God will reveal things to those who trust him. The Bible says Noah was divinely warned. God spoke to Noah. I believe that we are living in a time and a generation where we got to get close to God. We got to get closer than before. The reason why some of us can't hear because we're too far away. Y'all hear what, you understand what I'm saying? So when you're too far away, you can't hear what God is saying. You can't discern. And, we, and I really believe that, that the devil has upped his game. And so that means then we, listen, we got to start hearing from God. We got to start discerning what is God saying? What is God doing? If somebody were to come to you today and have a conversation with you and say, can you explain to me what is going on in the earth? What's happening with our government? What's happening in our nation? What's happening politically? Do you even have an answer? I'm just asking you a question. Do you even have a clue of what God is doing? See, the only way we're going to figure that out from place to place, from person to person, is that we got to make a commitment. We got to get close to God. You hear me say this all the time, man. You go, you got to get in there, read that Bible every day. How many times you read that word, read that word of God every day. Study that Bible. Go to church on a regular, do whatever you got to do. Walk with God. Get intimate with him. Why? Because we need it. We need intimacy with God because we need to develop the kind of faith that is going to change this generation. And I said before, uh, I, I kind of highlighted this earlier, and I talked about a few people, but one of the things I loved about uh, David the Bible says about David that David was a, uh, he was a man after God's own heart. Uh, but how do you know David wasn't a perfect man? But boy, he loved God, man. And when he messed up, boy, he was, he was the first one to say, God, I blew it. He was the first one. But you really think about these men. You really think. And Moses, Moses was, was spending so much time with the Lord that the Bible said that one time he came down and his face shone so much. It shined with the glory of God so much they couldn't even look at him. Because Moses was just in his presence. And God says, Moses, I'll talk to you like I talk to nobody else. Everybody else, I'll talk to you in dreams and vision. But you, Moses, I'll speak to you face to face. How many know that's intimacy? That's intimacy. And we need that. And so if we're going to be strong faith walkers, we got to get close to God. There's no substitute. We can't be in the world. Y'all hear what I'm saying? We can't be in the world and then try to walk with God at the same time. We got to make a decision because we can't hear if we're walking in any darkness. And how do you know that when you walk in darkness, great is that darkness? Noah had to stand alone. Look at this. Genesis 6, verse 13 and 17. God told, uh, I'm not going to read all that, but God told uh, Noah that the end of all flesh has come before me. The earth is full of violence. He said in this, he says, I want you to go out and I want you to build an ark. And I'm just summarizing You'll make a window for the ark. You will, you'll finish the ark. Uh, you, you, will, you shall finish it to a cubic from above and set the door uh, of the ark uh, on the, uh, of the ark in its side. You shall make it lower, second, third decks, high. And behold, I myself am bringing floodwaters on the earth to destroy from under heaven all flesh, which is the breath of life, everything that is on the earth. Think about that calling. God is telling Noah, who's alone, who's already against the culture, against the norm, right? He's saying, now, 
I'm singling you out. I'm going to kill everybody else on the earth but you and your household. Everybody else got to go. People of faith got to be willing to do it alone. And sometimes walking in faith means that you might find yourself feeling just a little bit lonely, feeling just a little bit isolated. But if we're going to walk by faith, we got to be willing to stand alone. You got to be willing to be that odd one out. You got to be... You got to be willing to be that weird one, the one to let everybody look at and say, God, something's wrong with you. You're odd. He's wrong, walking around talking crazy. Like, he actually said the other day that you're not supposed to, like, have sex before marriage. Oh, that's crazy. Who does that? Right? But that's what our generation, that's what our generation believes. But you are a preacher of righteousness, so we stick with God no matter what the culture says. Y'all hear what I'm saying this morning? So we got to be willing to stand alone. Faith in God means that sometimes, oftentimes, most of the time, you're going to be in the minority. You have to learn to be comfortable with that. Another thing we can learn about Noah is in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 7, it says, when God spoke to Noah, God moved. Look at it, it says in verse, going back to verse 7, by faith Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, Watch this. He moved. Everybody say move. Come on. Everybody say move. Come on. Everybody say move. It's not a hard thing. When God told Abraham to move, he moved. When God tell us to move, how many know we got to move? We can't be debating God's word. How many believe that this Bible is the word of God? How many of you I'm honestly believe it's the word of God? You believe that it's the word of God cover to cover? You believe it's the inspired word of God? Now, how many know that when you read this book and the Holy Spirit shows you something, it's no time to debate and try to figure out a way to get around it. Y'all hear me? Y'all understand what I'm saying? Whatever the Word of God says, we have to be at a place as Lord, if you say it, that's it. It's done. I'm going, I've just got to believe. I've got to walk in it. We can't, listen, church, when Noah heard, got that divine revelation, he didn't sit back there and try to figure out a way to get around it. He didn't try to figure out a way to, to, to uh, debate his way out of what God said. Because how many, times, how many know that God sometimes he's going to ask us to do some very difficult things, you know? Yeah, he's going to ask you to love some enemies. He's going to ask you to forgive some people that hurt you. He's going to ask you to do that. And how many know that I've seen people, men, who got hurt really, really bad? I've heard people try to figure out ways to try to justify holding on to their bad feelings. I mean, I feel, I mean because they, feel, they act as though what happened to them is the worst thing that ever happened in the history of men. And that they, because of what happened to them, is different. So when God was telling us to love our enemies, or God was telling me, telling us to forgive, that didn't really apply to this situation. Anybody ever thought that? Your flesh, your flesh is like, yeah, man, but I don't want to, I don't want to. But see, when we read the word of God, and the word of God says, this is what you do, we don't debate it. See, but see when God speaks, when God speaks through his word, church, our attitude is, I got to do it. I'm not going to debate it. I'm not going to sit here and argue about it. I'm not. Listen, and don't try to argue with people over the word of God. I've had people come in. Uh, well, I'm going to go into it. But I had someone come in one time, and they wanted to argue me about a particular stand. And um, I knew what the Bible said about it. But one of the things I just said, I said, well, and I, I made it short and sweet. I said, do you read the Bible? This is what the word of God says, and it's not for debate. It's not, well, that's, you know, that's just the way you see it, but I got a couple of ways. Church. How many know, we, we, we know what the word of God says. We're not, we're, we're educated people. Noah, when he got the divine revelation, he moved to do exactly what God said. He didn't sit there 
and just kind of like, oh, let me just pray about it. <laughs> let me pray and make it. I don't know. I mean, if you know, just do it. Come on, church. I don't need to pray about what you already know. Are y'all hear what I'm saying? If God already said do it, what you praying about? <laughs> just do what he says. Oh, Jesus' name. We got to move. So more moved. Nor walked by faith and he and not by sight. Noah, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 7 that in that same verse that, um, that Noah uh, uh, moved with godly fear on things not yet seen. Now, I want you to understand something. So here, it never rained before, never been a flood before, nothing like that. And so Noah gets a word from God to build an ark. Seriously, never seen rain, flood. I'm not even really sure what that is. Is this going to flood the earth? And what does Noah do? Noah walked by faith. He goes and he builds the ark. You remember I said last week that the way that you know you believe God is by what you do? Not by what you say. Not just you talking faith. How do we know you believe God? What did you do? Noah proved he believed God. How did he prove it? Because he went and got that hammer. He started building that, that ark. And we believe that it was somewhere between 120, between 100 and 120 years in building. Now, how many know that you got to walk by faith and not by sight to do that? Could you imagine? I mean, that's some crazy building. So all along the while, here Noah, he don't, he don't even never see no rain. He ain't never seen no flood. But here he is spending hours on a day. And he's sitting there, man, just every day. Could you imagine what people are walking by saying about it? What kind of fool? How many know, church, that faith will make you look foolish at times? Faith in God will make you look foolish at times to the outside world. The outside world will see you, and, and, and they will look at you, and, and they will say, man, what are you doing? Why are you doing it? Why are you spending your time? Why are you believing God? Why are you going to church? Why are you, why are you doing this? Because they don't understand this thing. But I, I want you to understand. But, but here we see that Noah is building an ark where there's no rain. There's no, there's no sign. There's, for 120, everybody say 100. 100 and, everybody say 120. 120 years, no sign of rain. And here he is, he's doing it. How many know, church, there probably was some folks that were laughing at him and mocking him? I'm willing to bet that there was probably some folks. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 24, 38, it says, but as in the days before the flood, they were eating, they were drinking, they were marrying, they were giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark. And all during that time, because the Bible says in 2 Peter 2, 5, that Noah was a preacher, everybody say preacher. He was a preacher of righteousness. And what was he preaching? If, Come on, say it again. Three words. <laughs> Noah, as he, it's going to rain. Get ready. It's going to rain. It's going to rain. Could you imagine? People probably looked at him and said, dude, you need to be checked into a psych ward. There's no sign of, what are you talking about it's going to rain? And people are just continuing on with their life, and they're just living. And how many know, as in Noah's day, so it is in our generation. 
People are continuing on with their life, their marriage, and they're getting married. And the whole time, we're supposed to be saying three words too. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. Get ready. Jesus is coming. Get ready. We're supposed to be a preacher of righteousness. And yet people will laugh at us. People will mock us. Come to understand it. Come to a place where you can race that and know that that's par for the course. But all the while, Noah is walking around saying it's going to rain for years. When, watch this church, there is no semblance of rain. Some of you have been building some things. We've been building. I mean, you've been a part of our church. You've been. Why are you, man? It ain't happening yet. What's, man, how long has it been? Why are things turned around yet? What's going on? What, 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 what? Man, you're just wasting your time all the while. Every, come on. Somebody can say amen in here. Somebody, look, every week we keep coming in here setting up box after. See, there's a, we're building. See, box. Come on. Am I right about it? Every week we keep putting up a box. Boom. <laughs> Keep putting up a chair. Every single is it going to rain? When is it going to rain, Lord? Did we even sing this song? Let it rain. Let it rain. Open the floodgates of heaven. Let it rain. Because we're believing for some rain. See, everybody on the outside, they're looking and saying, you're crazy. You're stupid. Why are you putting them to Man, nobody going to sit in those chairs. Why are you wasting your time? Why are you, man, you coming here all, what, an hour early, an hour and a half? What are you doing? Brother, it's going to rain. It's going to rain. That's why we keep doing it. We believe it's going to rain. If I didn't believe it was going to rain, I wouldn't be here. Y'all hear what I'm saying, church? I believe it's going to rain. And so I keep, we keep stacking up boxes. We keep putting up the sound system. We keep putting down the chairs every single week. Why? Because we walk by faith and not by what? Sight. This is how we live. This is called Christianity 101. Or like the brother said, faith 101. This is how we live. So we just keep blocking and everybody just keep looking and laughing. We keep, boom. 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 There they go. There they go again. Look at the cars in the parking lot. Boom. Boom. Where are they at? Boom. 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 How many know that one day they're going to look up and say, oh, Lord, what happened? See, that's what God will do in your life. That's what God will do for us. I mean, all of a sudden, man, you've been working, you've been believing, and it seems like your son and your daughter is off the chain, and you've been believing God, and you've been believing God, and all the while, and people you know are looking at you saying, when is your God going to show up? You've been going to church for 25 years, nothing changed. You, <clears throat> you keep going. When is he going to get saved? I don't know, but I'm going to keep going. When is my change going to come? I don't know, but I'm going to keep going. When am I going to be healed? I don't know. But I'm gonna keep going. It's gonna rain. But it never happened to nobody else. How many know that it never rained before? The number flood. But he, no, he kept what? Never happened before, right? One of the faith essentials we talked about was that all things are possible to him who what? All right? So here's the key with that. So all things are possible means that, hey, I can just walk, believe in God for just about anything. Because anything could happen. <laughs> I don't know. I want to, the Bible says in Hebrews, we'll cover this in, in, in a couple of weeks, but the Bible, the Bible says that many of them died 
watch this, they died in faith, not receiving the promise then, but saw it afar off. So watch this. I want to say it of me that Pastor Gary walked with God, watch this, and he believed God. And look, and I didn't stop believing God because it didn't turn out the way I thought it would. I kept won't. You keep driving in there. Listen, I, if, when I go, I'm going to go in faith. Anybody, can anybody, anybody know what I'm talking about? Because, uh, listen, if, unless Jesus, Terry, when I die, I want to die believing. Say what you want to say about me, because here's what I do know, that God is going to vindicate his word, and nobody ever, God will never disappoint in anybody who believed him. God never got mad at anybody who believed him, but he surely got upset with people who didn't believe Oh, boy, he judged some folks who didn't believe. But, boy, but I never seen God say, what are you doing? Why are you believing? Who told you to have faith? What do you believe in me for? Why are you doing? He's never said that. In fact, every time somebody believed God, God, I mean, all heaven just stopped. Remember the woman with the issue of blood? Come on, church. Who touched me? Who, who touched me? Oh, Lord, there's a lot of people touching you. What's wrong with you? He said, no, 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 no. Somebody touched me with faith. See, that's the difference. Faith is the equal. It changes things. And so no wonder we look at Noah. We see Noah in his generation building and people laughing at him. And it's taking a long time because I know you think that it should have happened yesterday. Come on. Because you have failed to realize that God don't operate on your clock. Listen, I'm here. To, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a wild guess. I'm going to take a watch. I'm willing to bet God ain't got an Apple watch on his wrist. Come on. I'm willing to bet that God ain't got no clock in heaven. He's out, how many know he's outside of time? So God has it. I mean, God, God he, he's in eternity. So he sees the beginning and the ending all at the same time. He sees it all. He looks at it. He says, that's why he see you tripping over here. He see you rejoicing on this side. That's why he's about, how did how did God let me go through that? Because he's seen, he see this. He see the ending in the beginning. And he knows that your, that your ladder will be greater than where you are now. But see, you got to believe that. So he's calling you to believe that. Y'all hear what I'm saying, church? Look at the name and say it's going to rain. <laughs> it's going to rain. Yeah. Some of you said, man, it's been raining for a long time. That's all right. <laughs> I'm talking about a different kind of rain. I'm talking about rain in favor. I'm talking about rain in breakthrough. I'm talking about rain in deliverance. I'm talking about rain in healing. I'm talking about rain in breakthrough. A different kind of rain. I'm going to believe God. I'm telling you right now, I don't care what y'all say. Call me crazy. Call me stupid. I'm going to believe God. And you know what? And I feel real good about it. See, here's another point I want to make in this. See, your faith is not just about you. The reason why God got you on hold, perhaps, is because God ain't just working in you. I like that verse that talks about in the book of Acts that this salvation is not just for you, but your what? Your household. Uh, woo, boy, I'm telling you. Know, see, I believe God. Listen, I'm believing God that every one of my kids, if they ain't doing what they're supposed to be doing now, and I tell them all the time, because I speak the word of God. How many know the word of God will not return void? You preach, oh, good God. You speak the word of God and don't be intimidated by the spirit of the world. 
You preach the word of God into your, you plant that seed into your loved one, into your children, into your household, and you believe God that they're going to walk with God. God's going to move. Look at the name and say, God's going to move. You see, you see, watch this. So the Bible said that in Genesis 7, 1, said the Lord said to Noah, come into the ark. You and all your household. See, Noah's people got right because Noah was right. Are y'all getting that? See, when you walk with God, and this is the key now, you got to walk with God. See, now when you walk with God, now God is about not only saving you, but God's going to get your family too. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying, church? See, I, and, I, and, I, and I marvel at this because I know how true it is because I saw it in my mama. Because there was a time when all my, when my siblings, my brothers and sisters, we were on all walking with God. And I remember my mom, boy, and y'all, some of y'all have heard me say, give this story over and over again. But, you know, I remember my mother, man, and everybody used to laugh at her because my mom wore, my mom came, she came from a holiness church. Y'all know what a holiness church is? Yeah, she only wore the, she wore a dress, couldn't wear no pants. And she didn't wear no makeup. Oh, no, 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 no. Mama was a holy roller. And I'm going to tell you something, boy, and, 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 and every week, Every week she would go to that church and she'd be there shouting, and then she'd be in the grocery store sometimes, and people think, and my mother would be like, oh, praise God. She did, y'all, some of y'all seen her do that now. My mother just don't care. She really don't. I mean, she just, she don't, I mean, but one thing, I mean, she, she loves God. And, and I just remember, man, that, that all those times in walking, some of y'all find it difficult to get in your car and drive two, three miles to 75 Moncure Lane. My mama used to take all five of us, and we used to walk seven, eight, ten miles to church. On walk, I'm saying walk. I'm not even exaggerating. And we all be and people used to ride by us laughing. My friends used to laugh at me, and we the and we were so upset. Us kids, we was ticked off because we'd rather been at home playing with everybody else. Why we gotta go to this church? Some of your parents, you're experiencing that right now. Your kids are like, they don't want to go to no church. You better, you better, you better do right. You may, listen, the Bible said, Joshua said, watch this. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. You ain't got no choice. You're up under my roof. You're going, I don't care how old, I care my kids. I got two adults in my house. You're in my house, you go to church. And you know what? I ain't a part of well, You're a grown boy. If you're grown, get on your own. But when you're in my house, we're going to, that's how I roll. And, and, you know, and the thing about it, so, and I remember all that anger, all that frustration, all that anger that we kids had because all of our, kids, all of our friends would be out the street playing basketball, playing around, going to carnivals, and here we got, you know, going to church, sucking, kicking blankets and all kind of stuff, sucking on stuff. I used to suck my thumb. They used to call me Bucket. That's my nickname. So y'all can't call your pastor Bucky. All right, so don't call me Bucky. But listen, but here it is today that every last one of us are saved. My mother was jumping and shouting in church and people laughing at her. And the people are la the people who are laughing like this, like this. Now many of them have now, they've sought to come to faith in Jesus because they've seen what God has done in us. Y'all hear what I'm saying, church? This salvation ain't just about you. Your faith, this is why it's important that you walk by faith and not by sight. This is why it's important that you uphold the standard of righteousness. You got to uphold it. Why? Because your faith is being transferred. Don't be a coward. Don't be afraid 
but you hold up the standard of righteousness as long as you got breath in your body. And how many know, how many know that God is going to vindicate you? God is going to save your family. God is going to save your family. My whole family got saved, and it's like dominoes. One, my one brother got saved. My sister got saved. I got saved. My other sister got saved. Then my other, everybody, and all of us are walking with God. And I ain't not, I'm not talking about a casual walk. I'm talking about we trust God. We, we get on the phone. That's all we talk about, what God did. But when we were kids, we was like, oh, God, we ain't want nothing to do with him. But you see what God does? Because my mother's faith. You see, because of Noah's faith. Because of your faith. This faith is going to translate to your household. That's why God said, Noah, not only are you going to be saved, because the Bible won't really talk about his kids. You can read about Shem and those other boys. They won't write, y'all. You know, but, but God said, all, y'all coming, all of them coming to the ark. Why? Because of you. Because of you. Come on, give God a hand clap of praise for that, because God is going to do it. But you got to stay faithful. See, God vindicated, see, and God vindicated Noah. Here's the thing that I love about the word of God. And, and every time I read it, y'all got to, you know, because, you know, I've been having this Bible for many years. You can see how, how beat up it is and torn up. My wife said, why don't you just get another Bible? There are pages all over the place. See that? Highlighted. I ain't bragging. I'm just trying to show you something. Look, I believe this book. I'm just stupid enough to believe it. It don't collect dust in my house. And I got an iPad now. I do a lot of my stuff on iPad, and I still got some other stuff in there. But don't worry about it. We'll get there later. But, but I, I want you to understand something, church. God will always vindicate those who walk with him. Always. See, see, see Noah, look at uh, Genesis chapter 7, verse, verses 17 down to verse 23, and I got a great stop. Now, the flood was on the earth for 40 days. The water increased and lifted up the ark, and it rose high above the earth, and the waters prevailed exceedingly on the earth. And all the high hills under the whole heaven were covered. The water prevailed 15 cubits up, and the mountains were covered. And all flesh died that moved on the earth. Just like God said, birds, cattle, beasts, and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. And every man and all whose nostrils were the breath of the spirit of life, all that was on the dry land died. So he destroyed all living things which are on the face of the ground, both man and cattle, creeping things, and bird of the air, they were destroyed from the earth. But look at this, look at this last part. But only Noah and those who were with him in the ark remained. That's faith. See, faith is a shelter. Faith is a place of salvation. So God vindicated Noah. All of a sudden, everybody's sitting back and they're, they're mocking him. They're laughing at him until one day, bloop. And it started to rain. And, I, and here's what and here's what God wants us to understand with this. Because understand that Jesus is coming back and God said that this whole earth is going to be destroyed. The fire of God's judgment is coming. God is going to vindicate his word. Yeah, it may take a little while. Like the Bible said, they, they talk about it. I believe in Peter where they, they start to mock and say, where's the promise of his coming? But God, and the reason why he's taking his time because he's long suffering, not willing that anybody would perish. But it all will come to a knowledge of the truth. Just as sure as God said to Noah, Noah, you know what? Build the ark because I'm going to flood the earth. God is saying to us, you preach the gospel. You tell people about me because my judgment is coming. What this ought to do for all of us is when we read this, it ought to inspire you to share your faith even more and more. Share your faith. 
talk about Jesus. Don't cower back. Well, but it's not, and I know that there used to be a time in our country that was more open to Judeo-Christian values, but how do you know that that's becoming a thing of the past now? Christian values are now is like it's becoming a thing of the past. But in the end, here's what we know. God is still going to honor and vindicate his word. So here's what, here's what we got to do. Just like Noah did, we got to stay faithful. Look at the neighbor and say, stay faithful. Stay faithful. Keep preaching the word. Keep living the word. Keep saying what God said. That's the key. Don't try to change it. Don't try to twist it. Say what the word of God says and then let the results, lead the results to God. That's what I learned to do. You know, I tell people all, you know, I tell people all the time, hey, mate, it's not my decision. The word of God says something and my job is just to simply obey it and to proclaim it and to preach it. And that's what I intend to do. So in conclusion, so I'm going to leave you with this thought. But distinguish Noah. What made Noah different than everybody else? The three words right here, and we've been saying it. Noah, he walked with God. We look at this whole thing, everything happened for Noah because he walked with God. He got that divine revelation because he walked with God. He was saved. He built that ark, and God gave him that revelation, and he was saved because he walked with God. Here's the key, church. I want to leave you today. Strong faith walkers, people that have strong faith in God, they walk with God. Now, when you walk with God, God will divinely reveal things to you. And God will open doors for you, but you got to make a decision to walk with God. Every head is bowed, every eye is closed. Maybe there's somebody here this